Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Florida Man is back at it again with a get-rich-quick scheme. Kevin may have flip-flopped on the greatest-of-all-time conversation, and the guys dip into music, documentaries, and more this week on Just Press Play. The Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. <laughs> I want you each to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the You like apples? Boys, we are here. We're back with another Just Press Play episode. Thank you for tuning in. We got Pops and LJ with us again. Guys, March Madness, it is around the corner. What's yes, up? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. That's what's up. Yeah. That is what's up. I yeah. can just I almost I almost put it in so we could have the the audio for it that da 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 da, da but I didn't know if we had like copyright <laughs> issues so I just let I figured I'd let people hear me sing because that's what they really tune in for the that's, pod for yeah, give the people what they want give that's them what, what they want that's what I'm here for <laughs> that's an ombudsman yeah. <laughs> but it, it it's here uh, as always pops you kind of mentioned this when we were talking before we started recording but again. I always feel ill-prepared when this time of year rolls around because there's so many conference championships going on and, and all the, like, Kansas isn't mm-hmm. going to win the Big 12 for the first time in, like, since I was Whoever. born or something. I don't know. Yeah, since it's you were been born. forever. Yeah. But <laughs> we do have some good news, Dad, because our boy, John Morant, they won, Murray State won their conference championship, so he is for sure going to be in the tournament. For sure. Good, good. It was it was fun. I was watching a little bit. Him and they were playing. Murray State was playing Belmont in the conference championship, and both teams are like on the bubble. They maybe could get in as at large, but Murray State probably wouldn't unless the the selection committee just wanted to put Morant in there. But so he won, so they'll for sure be in, and Belmont might still get in. Both those teams are good Cinderella stories, and yeah. I wanted to ask you real quick on Morant, Dad. Do you remember? He, so he was teammates. I thought you had said you read an article about him. There's been a, a bunch I, of good ones. I did. But him and him and Zion were AAU teammates. Why the heck did no one notice Morant was this? Or is this just come out of nowhere? Because he's a beast. Well, the the story went that he was discovered. Let's see. A guy went to watch another guy play at like a big and big thing, was, right? There's a bunch of guys playing. Yeah, a big. A, a bunch of gyms, a bunch of different gyms, yeah. and the concession was in the other gym. And he went to get a—he was hungry. He went to get a burger or yeah, something in the got other to gym to go get a Snickers and a Diet Coke, and then 
Yeah, yeah. And he saw, I think these kids were maybe playing three on three or whatever. And Morant was playing and he just said, I just kind of watched him play a little three on three and I couldn't get enough. I thought, my God, this guy's really good. And that's how he kind of got discovered. He was just completely under the radar. I, I heard the coaching, they talked a little bit about it during the game, but that wasn't even like the head coach at Murray State. That was just some random ass scout. And then he called the head coach like, hey. You need to get down here. Well, I think the the deal in the in the article said you need to get down here before anybody else sees this kid because if anybody else sees him, he's going to be a D one. Everybody's going to want him. So hurry up and get down here and check this kid out, and let's let's get him a scholarship potentially. And they did. So well, and that's so the I heard the coach they were talking about it during the game. Like I said, when I was watching that conference championship, and I'm sure people will hear a ton about this since they made the the, the tournament. This will come up in one of the games they play, but. That, that coach called him and said, hey, you need to drive down here. The head coach was hesitant. He's like, I don't know if I want to drive, you know, three and a half hours to go watch this guy who may or may not. I've never even heard of him before. And then he went down there, like you said, they offered a scholarship. And the next day he committed to Murray State. It was like, I'm down to go. Let's ride. And now, yeah. now yeah. in his sophomore season, he's averaging 24.6, five and a half rebounds and 10 assists per game. And he's just putting on a show. He's a highlight waiting to happen. And he might be the second pick in the, over, in the NBA draft behind his former teammate, mm-hmm. Zion. So he'll be super fun to watch. I'm glad they made the tournament. But I wanted to – the reason we brought this up is because, once again, the JPP pod will be hosting another bracket challenge. And for all interested in getting back out there, what? Uh, the defending cha- – What uh, Jake won last year, right? We got Pearl Jam was the defending yeah, champ. Yeah, Pearl Jam. <laughs> yeah, old Pearl Jam. So we are doing another bracket challenge this year, and it'll be – any way you want to find it, we'll be posting a link through our Facebook. There will be something on our website right on the front page at jpppod.com or on our Twitter. There will be something mm-hmm. everywhere. So you can find it and start filling out your brackets Monday morning. And once again, the winner will get a chance if they would like to. They have a chance to come kick it with the JPP crew. And maybe that, I don't know if that's an opportunity or like you're yeah. like looking a like burden. you're kind of uh, yeah, a burden. <laughs> we haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> But yeah. the winner will have the chance to come on the pod if they so choose. And also there will be a little prize for the winner. So we hope you all ju- jump in and join us again. Uh, last year, there, between the, the host of this pod, there wasn't much competition to, in beating us. A lot, a, a <laughs> yeah. lot of contestants I did think that. Last year, last year, we framed it as a beat us contest and uh, yeah. we lost big. <laughs> so, so this time it's a win That contest. was too easy. That was too easy. Yeah, so this year, it's not <laughs> can you beat the JPP host because the answer is probably yes. But <laughs> the question is, can you beat the best JPP listener? And we shall see. I have a feeling that old old Pearl Jam is going to c- come back down to earth. I think last year was was not a, a little it, fluky. It was a yeah, a little fluky. We'll see. Then again, he it was an anomaly. Yeah. Well, it was an anomaly. Kevin Malone says is uh, the fluke is the most populous fish in the ocean. So if you're going <laughs> fishing for a fluke, you just might catch and, it. <laughs> And anytime Kevin Malone's talking, I have my notes out. I'm taking notes. (laughs) But I also want to throw out there, by the way, to anybody who was interested, if you you want to go to some of the March Madness games. I know, Pops, remember we got to go, I think it was in Little Rock. We went to the first round of games. That was back when Derrick Rose at Memphis and and big old Dexter. Was it Dexter Pittman? Was that his name at Texas? Big old center. That was huge. Yes. You know who else (laughs) was there? Oh, uh, the the, the tight end. The guy that wound up being the great tight end in the NFL. What's his name? Jimmy Graham. Yeah, we watched Miami play. Yeah, Jimmy Graham Graham was there. Jimmy Graham. He played for Miami. He was like a power forward for uh, I'm Miami. I'm telling you, that, that was yeah. that. Those were some of those experiences you go for. Like, what did we we have? Just day. It was like two days full of games, or was it even longer than that? I can't remember. 
We went twice. It was like a Thursday, uh, Saturday, okay. or something. And like it's that. just it's just Remember? full slate yeah. of games, and even the ones we saw Austin P play, and that, that's where I've learned that the student section of Austin P. They they have a chant that's let's go P and that is just fantastic. I love that. Well, I would see that sounds great, but I don't think I could afford to go with all of the extra prices that come with tickets. Well, you know? that's why I'm glad you brought that up, LJ. That's why I want to tell you about our friends over at the friends of the pod, you know, friends of the group. It's tick splits over uh, on, on their website. They offer you, they offer you tickets for any, any event you want to go to. It's unlike any other ticketing provider out there. They don't sneak in the extra fees and the unexplained service charges at tick splits. The price you see is the price that you pay. So if you're wanting to go out there to a good March madness game and watch some, just a a slate full of good games, and maybe you catch John Morant, if he's playing somewhere close to you, who knows, or Zion, there may be a pit snoggle award winner out on the court at that point. You never know. know. There's a couple of guys I've watched a little bit that have a chance at the pit snoggle. We'll see because you just never know until March madness rolls around. (laughs) But if you want to go and maybe see the future pit snoggle award winner, you can go to ticksplits.com and that, that is, T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z dot com. Enter the promo code armchair at the checkout to receive 5% off your total ticket purchase. So get your crew together. Go out. Go watch. I'm telling you, it's a, it's a it was super fun. It's a really cool event. Tickets really aren't that crazy, and you get to watch a bunch of different guys. Who knows? You might be watching the future star tight end play. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's worth I doing. I think actually last time, Dad, when we went, it was a while back. It was like when Coke Zero was first getting introduced. Do you remember this? And I think they were giving out free Coke Zeros yeah. because it was like. <laughs> oh, I remember you guys came home from that being Coke Zero uh, just shows. Oh, they, it worked on us. <laughs> like ever since then, Dad was buying Coke Zeros every week at, at, on the, the weekend shopping service. Yeah. We went is from that, a G2 is that family that to a Coke Brian? Zero family. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> You're right. You're exactly right. But isn't that the one Eric and Brian went with us, Kevin? Maybe. Is that I can't. Right? I don't know. I can't remember. I just remember. The way, uh, that's how you know their marketing worked. The main thing I remember is Coke Zero was being offered, and I drank <laughs> the Zero. shit out of it. <laughs> also, that was when me and Dad learned. I'll go ahead and Still give them a shout-out. They're not paying us for this, but we learned about an ice cream called Dibs. And it was like those little – remember those little ice cream cookie things? They were they were really good. Is that is that the ones that they're like – they're – yeah, like it's like a little, little ball with dipping dots. No, no, it, well, it was like little balls, not like little balls like that, but like a like a Whopper size ball, the candy, you know, a Whopper. It was well, that, yeah, not like a Burger King Whopper. Yeah, no, no, not, not like a Burger King. Because <laughs> that's just called ice cream. <laughs> no, it was like little ice cream and little balls covered in like this chocolate cookie thing, and it was oh, it was good, good stuff. All right. All right. Another before we move on from March Madness, I also if you're not going to the game, then you might as well be betting on the game. And there, if, <laughs> yeah. if you're doing that, and there, where would you, you gotta go over to mybookie.com? If you haven't signed up already, then mybookie is throwing out a little, a little uh, extra cash to to anybody that's a JPP listener. And there, if you go to mybookie.com and you put in the promo code JPP, they will offer you fifty percent deposit bonus to make sure that you have. A nice little bankroll going when March Madness kicks up. And then mm. you got to throw on March Madness is a tough time now because you go and put like the, the like minus seven. If you have a team minus seven, all of a sudden it comes down. Are they going to start fouling? Are they not going to foul and just quit? It it's kind of keeps you on the edge of your seat, but it also makes it so fun because now every game, it might be the 10-7 game versus Buffalo and Arizona State, but you're on the edge of your seat watching because you got to go, yeah. is he yeah. going to foul here? They're, the game's over. Don't foul. Don't foul. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, as if you needed more reason to get excited about March Madness, yeah. this will do it. Yeah, so, if you're right. going to the game, you got to hit up Tick Splits. If you're sitting at home and you're going to be a, a, a degenerate gambler like myself, then you got to hit up my bookie and and hopefully you do better than I usually do because it seems like uh, I end up coming back down to earth. But it, it's a great time and I just main thing I can't wait. March Madness is so fun and pops. We're gonna be in Vegas during Conference Championship weekend, baby. What what? Yes, we are. Oh, this so is it's, true. It's, it's, yep, it's yep. gonna be a time. That's that's one thing. That's for sure. And on to some of the best and worst of the week. And I'll go ahead and kick it off. And this was going to be my worst, but then a new worst popped up. So I just moved over to my best because it's 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 the best story. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the okay, I know that's a weird right. way to, to intro this bad boy in, but it's my best because it's just the best story <laughs> I heard over the weekend. Uh, this okay. actually happened last month towards the end of February, but a Florida man was arrested after he stole some very, very valuable coins, some rare coins. But it's what he did after that really had that that really had officers confused. Oh, I heard this. So the Palm Beach Sheriff's Office says that a 40-year-old man named Shane Mealy stole these rare presidential co- coins, each valued at about $1,000 each. He then took the rare coins and he took them to a grocery store coin machine, like a coin star, and he dumped <laughs> them all in there. And he got cash value for them instead of how much they were actually worth, which was a total of over $33,000. Instead, he got like thirty-five fifty for the coins because Coinstar doesn't recognize, doesn't recognize presidential uh, coins. So they gave him like they were quarters. Oh, my God. He dropped them all oh in there, God. got face value. Good. He walked away right. with like enough store credit to buy a couple of 12 packs. And then was arrested and charged with grand theft and then unrelated drug charges. It was fascinating to me to hear the unrelated drug charges because I have a feeling they were, really related. They were related. They were related. Drug charges. They were related. Poor. Oh my god! I just I, I wish I could see the man's face when he realized those coins were worth how much? They were worth what? <laughs> oh, it was well, and you know, I was thinking because I I heard about this too, and I was thinking about maybe the reason he did it is because it's probably. You know, if you try to take it to a coin dealer, I bet they're relatively connected. If if someone robs a, a coin dealer and we know that these coins are out there and this guy comes with the exact coins. So he went to the coin star probably to try to make sure it was the easiest way to not get caught with the. But he still got caught. Yeah. <laughs> the idiot. Well, yeah. What did he he think he was going to put these coins in and get a thousand dollars for each one? I think he did. I think he did. What he ended up hell? getting about a hundred percent less or a thousand percent less. <laughs> And uh, yeah. well, and yeah. and turned around and got and caught. LJ, yeah. even if the even if the guy at the at the pawn pawn shop or coin collector doesn't isn't isn't super connected to 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 all these collectors, maybe he realizes this guy walks in with I would again guess related drug charges. So I bet he was a little uh, under the influence <laughs> and walks in with these <laughs> these super rare coins. They're like, now how the hell did you get these? Cause, cause I feel like you you haven't <laughs> yeah. been collecting these your whole life, but you also do drugs on your on your as a yeah. hobby. Like I don't, I don't think that's how it works. Right? Yeah, yeah. Then here's thirty five fifty. I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here's a thirty pack of Natty Light. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> so that it's really my worst, probably as far as like the guy's decision making process. But it's best is in the best story I heard or I read. All it's week, pretty so. funny. 
And of course it comes out of Florida. Why why does the craziest shit just happen in Florida? I swear. I don't know what I, it is. You know what? I know the answer to this. Oh, here we of go. Of course, of course LJ <laughs> knows the that. answer. <laughs> okay, hear. so there's a real answer. There's a real answer. I listened to, I think it was a radio lab that gave me this. Uh, another great podcast. But uh apparently the reason is is this happens everywhere, these kind of things. But Florida's reporting laws are that um, if you get arrested, it has to be put on the internet for uh, fairness and reporting. So then reporters get a hold of the crazy stories. Whereas in like, say Ohio, the reporters have to work hard to go through all of the court listings. They can't just search the, you know, the jail system and see who's arrested for the dumbest reason that day. So, so, so that's why we get the story of the guy who's arrested because he was trying to run someone over in his tractor, but the person outran him on his tractor. Right. Well, of course, I swear, I swear, Dad, I don't know why, but you just ask a random question and LJ may or may not. I don't know if it's factual or not, but he has an answer. I guarantee He's going to come up with something, no doubt. And it sounds good. It's it's passed my test. So, all right, right, Pops, what do you have for your best of the week? Do you you have something for us? Yeah, it's hard to follow that up. And and I'm going to give you a real, uh, one quick one. The time change happened this week. That was one of my best things. Oh, no. Now, and I'm really torn about it. You might this. hear about this here in a second again. Because, <laughs> because yes, we lose an hour of sleep. Yes, we do. But it was still recovering. Till, it was daylight till 7 p.m. tonight. That was so amazingly wonderful. Whoop-de-doo. And I've been trying to sleep since 3.30 because I still hadn't <laughs> caught up. No, I do understand. <laughs> I hate to lose that hour of sleep. I, I get you on that. But golly, I love it being daylight till 7. I just And it's going to be soon, daylight till 8. And then daylight till almost 9. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I man. Wait. I don't know if the listener, the li- I don't know if you hear it in his voice, but the excitement on his face as he says this. I mean, he I mean, is just yep. pumped. This is as pumped as he's been all week or all, well, all month. We've, we've talked about this for a long time. You know, people want to quit the time change. And that's, there's that's a bill. the thing. I, that, I know here but, in Arkansas, there's a bill being introduced to try to try to cut the change out. They, they don't want any But more they want to stay on standard time. I'm okay. Change the time, but let's stay on this time. I want to stay. I want daylight when I get off work. Of course, I've probably espoused that idea various times on this podcast, so I won't go. <laughs> I won't get crazy about it. But that was the best thing. And I took a long boat ride with my buddy Jay, Jay Cody, and his wife, Carrie Murph. I took a long boat ride at Little River. Oh, it was so nice. And the time changed. Great Fantastic. Great well, weekend. also, why I didn't didn't time change come? Well, I know we've had this conversation before, but it's kind of a, a daylight savings is for farmers, right? It was it was it it started because of farmers, so they could have more daylight, or no? Am I, I think Boy, you might have to go back a whole year in our archive. To well, find the answer I to think that, we have the answer. It started to save electricity, didn't it? Because because you wouldn't you would you could use natural light longer in the evening instead of turning on yes i think your you're artificial think you're lights i think it had something to do with saving energy and as a byproduct and i remember we talked about this as a byproduct golfing went up you know all almost all outdoor activities see a big boom and crime goes down because it's daylight longer right because I, it's daylight I think that longer was, yeah yeah i i'm with you dad well, wait, how do you know that? Wait, wait, because crime, <laughs> crime also goes up in the summer months. We did a research. We'll have to go back and look. We're talking about something See, a little that yeah. we See, remember, Pops, this but. is why we're – LJ makes some statement, and we just go, that eh, sounds right. We make some statements like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's do some research here. <laughs> Right. You're trying to tell me crime goes down. I don't know about that, I, but I, I do remember us talking about it. So it's probably, I'll, I'll listen to it, try to listen to it this week and see if I can get to the bottom of. I believe that that's about, right. I believe it was odd thought, that crime actually went down when, when 
uh, Daylight Savings Time was introduced. I believe that is correct. Well, we'll have to research okay. that we'll, to verify. We'll that, we'll that, we'll that, have to validate. Yeah. That, that's right yeah. now. You're hearing a little uh, bit of half-ass research. We'll do some full research and let you know for real. But I can I can <laughs> tell you ass. this research for a fact. Pops is much happier when <laughs> it stays daylight longer in the afternoon. Well, there we so go. That's and, a I, fact. and I know that yeah. means everybody in the house is happier. When Pops is happier, the house is happier. So it doesn't hurt. It damn sure doesn't hurt. <laughs> All right, El, do you have anything for your best of the week? I know you've been swamped a lot lately, but what you got? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, feel like the the universe listens to our podcast. Um, just periodically things right. will pop up that are just like straight up, obviously uh, important people listen to this because uh, the Broncos uh, tried to pass this new thing. Yes, we'll see if it yes, works out. I'm so, but I meant to, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so they're trying to pass uh, where you can once per game instead of onside kicking, you can go for it on fourth and fifteen. So that we talked about that rule change. I mean, so I, mine was a bit more extreme. But. I think I think LJ is the rule. And correct me, I might be wrong, but like it's, it's if you're down by if you're down in the fourth quarter, a team can one time. I think it's only once the is what they're proposing. That's and what they propose. You get a fourth yeah. and fifteen from the thirty-five, and if you get it, then the drive yeah. just continues from right there. Yeah. If you don't, then yep. it's a turnover on downs, and which but with with the rule change they made to the kickoff that basically killed the onside kick this past year, I think I'm all for it. I, oh, I don't know. Why I'm absolutely not? into it. I actually I think that that's that. not taking it far enough. I think it's, I mean, you can go back and get my opinions. Uh, but, uh, cause I, I've definitely talked about that, but, uh, there is, but there so is an that. LJ opinion on this matter. <laughs> no doubt about it. Rarely do you find an LJ opinion, but there's one in the wild for sure. Um, <laughs> The, the other thing is uh, uh, one of my favorite podcasts, Planet Money, just put out an episode on Zion Williamson and Starberries. And I just felt like you guys just straight up stole that from us, right? Like you just Golly, yeah. <laughs> listened to our podcast. And then the other thing, it rained. It rained. <laughs> so so not only is the universe like liquid, mo- Mother Nature is listening to the podcast yeah. as well. I said, I'm tired of the moisture coming down in solid form. And she listened. She brought it down in liquid form. It was fantastic. Well, wow. How about that? Yeah. Wow. Makes me happy, L. <laughs> did you, by the way, speaking of that Broncos uh, proposing the rule change, did you also hear that, uh, or I don't, this isn't really did you hear, but I, this is the same rule change. They, they, they took this basically, the AFL is doing this, or that, what is the, the Alliance the Football AFL. League or whatever. Yeah, whatever yeah. that, whatever the new league is that really everyone got excited about for a weekend and then forgot that it's still playing. I still want to get excited about it, but I can't find it to watch. And I'm well, busy, but. it comes like on TNT, <laughs> yeah. but it's all the, the quarterback play is so bad. It's hard to watch. I mean, it really is hard to watch, but they, they have a rule where it's fourth and 12 from the 25 or 30 instead of onside kicks. So it's basically this rule that the Broncos promoted, which gets me to a point a lot of people act like maybe or question is it bad for the NFL that all these leagues are starting up but actually it always benefits the NFL when these leagues start up because they try these radical rules and the NFL can just go ooh this one rule that they did works like maybe we won't yep. try everything they're doing cuz they're doing a lot of bull crap but this one thing yep. actually worked really well let's take it and this one of them I hope the NFL at least strongly considers this as an onside kick rule cuz it's also cool like 4th and 15 is one of the most exciting onside kicks used to be a really exciting play but now the percentage of the team actually getting it back is like a 3% chance. So 4th and 15, you give me 4th and 15 with Tom Brady or something, I'm nervous if I'm watching as someone rooting against him. Or if I'm a Patriots yep. fan, I feel I still feel really good. So I, I think that's an awesome rule. I think it'd be fun. I do too. I like that. Yeah. 
All right, so that transitioned us over to the worst of the week. And Pops, I'll start off with you. Do you have anything for your worst this week? Yeah, but here's where I'm going to bring up the bad thing. This is not fun, but my worst is is I watched Leaving Neverland. And so I watched the, the Michael Jackson thing about these two young men that have now come out and said that he actually did sexually molest him. Uh, molest these boys and it's just it's a very hard thing for me because I Michael Jackson is the soundtrack of my life I mean he is approximately my age I mean it was he and I love his music I'm not going to deny that I love Michael Jackson's music and after watching that and I'm not sure where I stand on it but it does certainly have me thinking can I listen to his music now and 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 the whole art versus artist conversation that we've had in the past. Yeah. It it was a devastating uh series, you know, Oprah Winfrey had a thing at the end of it where she interviewed the two young men that were the uh the uh the main uh proponents mm-hmm. of the of this of the documentary and I mean I'm not here it's about a guy that's not here to defend himself. Yeah. But I guess here was my point is he he obviously and he admitted that he slept with boys twelve and ten and even younger in his Did bed. He? Michael Jackson oh, admitted yes. that. Yes, he's ad- Michael he Jackson admitted, has admitted, admitted that. He just to be clear, he didn't, he didn't admit, admit anything he happened. Them. He didn't he didn't admit yeah. anything happened. Yeah, but but what I'm saying to you is yeah. that's weird. That's a little weird. Yeah. Um, I just am telling you that if you boys had met Michael Jackson and I would have been as starstruck as some of these parents and I would recommend any of you go watch it. Cause I mean, and yeah, I, I'm going to, there's a I'm lot of going to. Michael Jackson did a lot of great things. I, I mean, I want to, he did a lot of great things for children. He did a lot of great things for people, but it it is very, very possible. It seems that he had this devastating sickness. It's, it's a possibility. I'm not completely convinced because he can't de- defend himself. Yeah. But I, I, there's no way I would have let one of you two boys sleep in the same bed with Michael Jackson as a 10 year old. And he's a 40 year old. Well, that would I don't, not I don't know. I'm did, just, did parents realize this was going on when their boys were there? They, they knew that he, that yes, they knew the mom of, and, and one of the young men is his guy's name is Will, Will Robeson. He was the choreographer, choreographer for NSYNC. I mean, he's big time. I mean, this guy won a Michael Jackson dance contest. Michael Jackson met him in Australia, brought him back over. His family got very involved with Michael. I think Michael did a lot of great things for him. Apparently, this Will would stay in the bedroom with Michael, and his mom would stay in a separate bedroom in Neverland, in the house. What? What? No well, way. that's what blows that's my mind. That's just not happening. That's, part of this blows my mind, like that a 40-year-old man's best friends were all... 10 and 12 year olds like why didn't we question this more well, at the time well, we or did we not know about but, it but think about it. well michael jackson we, we, had no childhood did, he, was, he had no childhood and yeah. and so i can see where he was trying to recreate recreate his childhood i i get that he's a different dude i mean i don't think any of us can deny the things he did with his with his plastic surgery with the lightening of his skin he's a different dude there is no doubt about it uh he was a musical genius mm-hmm. as well but I do think there was probably a dark side to him. I'm not totally convinced, but I, I, I would, I would hasten all the listeners to go watch it and make your mind up for yourself about him. But I know I'm struggling with how I feel about him now. 
So. Well, LJ, and I want to get to you. So we maybe I was a little misguided, but so it, it was completely questioned because it felt like this wasn't questioned until afterward. And it's like, why were we questioning this in the moment? And maybe we were. Well, I mean, th- there was, I mean, the world's biggest trial at the time. It was as big as OJ's trial uh, in the right. mid to late 90s. And, and by the way, LJ, this, and, uh, one of the kids that was on there, this Will Robinson, sat on a, a stand, a witness stand, and denied everything and said, no, this never happened. And now he's saying, yes, it did. So the trial that you're speaking of. Well, and that's one thing. So that's why I want to, I, I do want to watch this because I'm I'm very uh, interested. I mean, kind I don't know. Uh, like morbidly almost intrigued it, it doesn't affect me in any but uh but i i do uh remember doing my own research at some point and deciding that like that was all like just terrible uh stuff that happened to michael jackson and people took advantage of the fact that he i mean he's a weirdo you know and so they turned him into a child molester you know what i mean like that's the way that i came across believing doing my own research a couple of years ago so i'm very interested to see this documentary that seems to have convinced everybody of the opposite of what I believe. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in it. Um, but I think to, to talk about your question about like art versus artist, this does also pose a different question than what we were talking about when we talked about it with old snake Perlman in the fact that like, you know, when you support Chris Brown, you're actually financially supporting his lifestyle. Whereas like supporting Michael Jackson's music now supports a lot of charities and it supports, uh, the Jackson family who's had a lot of issues. That's a good point. LJ. Use the money, yeah. you know, it's, it's interesting to think about. I mean, I'm not saying like it's it, that makes it obviously a good thing to do, but it definitely changes the question to me. Well, and that gets me to what I wanted to bring up. And I, the b- best and worst is just going to I think it's going to turn into our show because I think I have a worst that's also going to turn into a, a segment for us. But that one got me to what I wanted <laughs> to bring up to you, Pops. And and you say uh, what he he's not here to defend himself, but almost that might be better because, you know, who is here to defend himself? And that's R. Kelly. And he is that's. Not working out yeah. too well for him. I, I don't know if you've seen, I watched a lot of that full interview and that's a, I don't know who okayed him to do that, but that, that's not a great look for him to me. I, I didn't think it, he just put on a terrible show yeah. for himself. I think if anything, I think worse of him now. I mean, he got up mm. and, and yeah. was shouting and bumping his, pumping his chest at, at Gail King. And then at one point he just is like, why would I, his reasoning for why he would do these things didn't make any sense to me. And yeah, and I'm yeah. with you on the the torn versus what to to play like art versus artist because you're saying maybe you should play Michael Jackson because that benefits other people. This past weekend, shout out to my homie Lane was up here and Lane loves some R. Kelly. Me and him, I've always loved R. Kelly, and I am torn. I I haven't really listened right. like I don't when he comes up on a playlist of mine, I skip it real quick or I take him off of it because I'm torn on it. But Lane threw some on and like same girl with R. Kelly and Usher, and that's our jam. We started singing it and. I still have a hard time, like, because I I do love those songs and those songs. I have so many memories in my lifetime of playing it and yeah. jamming with different friends. And when Ignition comes on, but it's torn. And now that R. Kelly is here to defend himself and what he's doing, it makes me even more against him. So I wonder if Michael Jackson was here to defend himself, would it be even worse? Because his allegations seem so true, and he's just like well, lying to our face. Because it seems like R. Kelly is lying to our face. He might not be. We don't know. I don't want to convict a man until he's convicted in court, but it seems like he's lying. Yeah, um, I yeah I agree. And uh, I, if you hadn't watched that uh, Surviving R. Kelly documentary series, that's right, both a of really them, rough watch. That's well, that's uh, what he's I responding mean, I, to I, a I lot of this Surviving that. R. Kelly series. And if you watch it, Dad, it makes anything R. Kelly's done yeah. tough. I mean, it and and to 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 throw out there, yeah, you talk about Michael Jackson, and I think a lot of these people that are sick like this and do these things, uh, this is not to excuse their behavior in any any bit, but. 
a lot of times this is kind of curated over their lifetime. And if you look at R. Kelly's lifetime, he has a weird childhood where apparently when he uh, was like, yeah. when he was like eight years old, he was his mom. Like he basically lived in a brothel and there was sex going on all the time. He was asked to film two people having sex at like nine years old. Yeah. And he first had sex at like 10 years old. It's really weird stuff. And it's yeah. not an excuse to do this to other other kids or human beings, but it is like. But his perspective obviously is not right. What most people's perspective and it, is, and it raises so. the same. It's it raises the same questions we had about. You're like, why would a parent let someone sleep in the same room as as Michael Jackson? But why these parents did? I think in a way that these parents aren't complete. They're they're on a lot of these interviews too, and I don't think they're completely innocent in their stance. And maybe they no, they're not. Maybe they agree on that. I don't know, but. They did basically give their daughters over to R. Kelly in hopes that it would start a career for them and raise a bunch of money for the family and all they would hit stardom, which I understand a little bit because if you're if you're a parent of a young kid who has a lot of talent, you think, well, if I give him if I let R. Kelly mentor this kid, the connections and the everything else that comes with it, maybe it can yeah. be the platform they need. But maybe they didn't realize the darkness of what R. Kelly was and seems to be. I, I don't know. But well, and I can definitely I could say that I I don't believe that the parents had, I mean, I'm not saying that they had no idea, but like to think that it's as big as it now seems to me as it's been. um, I can't imagine somebody assuming that about a person. Like that's something that like, they might've thought this is a weird situation, but we're going to try to take advantage of him. But for them to expect, you know, the, the house in Atlanta that he's got people locked up in and uh, uh, the studio that he keeps people in 24 seven, like it just, I couldn't imagine somebody assuming that to be the case about another human being. Like, I feel like you'd have to be a sad person to believe that somebody would be that way without having the evidence. Thrown With at every you. lie. And maybe, just, maybe some of the stuff that R. Kelly is saying in the interview, which it seems to be a lie to me, but with every lie, there's usually a little bit of truth behind it. And he was at one point in the interview, he's saying these parents basically said, here's, here's my daughters. Uh, we, they, they, I, we just want to sell our daughters to you. Like, here's our daughters. You can do whatever you want. I just want to make fame. And so they almost gave our, I don't think, like you said, LJ, I don't think they realized the darkness of what was going to happen, yeah. obviously. But I think R. Kelly obviously thought, that's well, a wrong thing because to do, even th- if you think it's a good situation. Right. But but I just yeah. think these these parents deserve a little more. And I don't know, maybe not deserve because I think they're getting it. And it's there. There's a lot of people guilty in this. And it's not just R. Kelly, I guess, is where I'm getting to. And there's a lot of people involved with him that knew what was going on. It just I hate that young children and young women got treated the, the, like LJ said, Dad, that surviving R. Kelly stuff—it it really t- put a different light on I, R. Kelly. I, I want to watch that, but I do. Yeah. I want to tell you one other thing about this leaving ne- Neverland thing. What what really yeah, made please. sense to me was both these guys said when I realized that I needed to come clean about all this was when I had a young boy, when I had a son, when I had a son. And I saw what he was like at seven years old and where his mental state was at seven years old. And I realized that's when it started with me. I realized, yeah, I got to do something. I've got to do something. And that does make sense to me because I think a seven-year-old, one of them alleged that between seven and 14 is when all this took place. I'm telling you, a kid between seven and 14 if he lied back then or did some questionable things, I mean, we've all we've talked about that with Twitter and a lot of that stuff. A lot of that stuff can be excused. I mean, I can't blame a kid for for lying at that age based on. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is victims of abuse also uh, almost always go through a long stage of denial. Um, that's just a, a symptom of abuse is 
you, whether you remember it and believe it or not, you also tell yourself every day that this didn't happen to me. Yeah. Um, in maybe a type of way to tell yourself that it didn't and try to trick yourself into knowing that it didn't. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a tough one. It's a definitely a tough one to crack. And like you said, he's not here to defend himself. There's not going to be another trial about this. It's just a, a sad situation. All well, around. And actually, I love what you um, said, LJ. Maybe in a way, I, I need to do some research. Maybe I can still appreciate and enjoy Michael Jackson's music because I think, you know what, what he did or whatever, he loved children and, and, and in a good and, and wholesome yeah. way, mostly for sure. And if, if, if by advocating his music or supporting his music helps children still, in in this regard or others, then hell, I want to listen to it still and support it. So that I yeah. appreciate you saying that, yeah. and that is something worth thinking about that I hadn't before. Yeah, it is tough. I think to wrap this up, and if y'all have more thoughts, but both one thing that was it seems very clear to me, both of these individuals, and I'm not trying to give them a pass at all, but they were sick, sick, it were and is with R. Kelly, but sick individuals. Like to be able to do some of the things they've done to other human beings, it's well, it's Michael tough. Jackson's I, alleged. Uh, I mean, okay, and I well. guess R. Kelly is too still, yeah. but, but yeah, I, I agree with you that it is like just the idea of what went on in some of these places is like beyond my grasp of. Yeah, right. It's almost beyond my grasp of, of, of perception. Yeah. So yeah, it's a tough deal. Like, I think that I'm a terrible person when like, I forget to take pocket out for six hours. Like I can't imagine how you live with yourself going through, you know, pockets his dog, by the way, it's not like a, a child. That's not like, that's not another human yeah. being. That's his dog that he accidentally like didn't make it home. Yeah. Yeah. Time. Let's get on something happy. Now we need yeah. to get on happy time or something. Right. Yeah. LJ, what is your, what is your worst of the week? Well, uh, I woke up Sunday morning and Usually that's I a good had thing. no clue what time it was because every clock in my house was different. And, uh, about, uh, every 30 minutes I'd look down at my watch and not be sure if I'm late or early to everything. And <laughs> I haven't caught up on sleep. I think I've gotten about five hours a night since the time changed Wah! because yeah. my brain's just Wah! all messed up. Wah! I'm just saying Wah! it's the damn worst. <laughs> Oh, look, I get more sunlight. Whatever. Come on. Well, I, I, you, let me uh, sleep. A little side best for you guys. This this clock you see up behind me to my right over there, it is now, yeah. it is now right. Yeah. It's right again for the first time in a while. <laughs> <laughs> because I never I never turned that one back because that's more of a decoration clock. It's not It's not like a, I don't really use it to like, oh, I'm late for work type of thing. But I looked up after Daylight Savings and was like, Oh, hey, look, my clock's right. It's right for the first time. Right? And hey, so, so to solve your problem, LJ, let's never change time again. Let's stay on this forever. I'm Agreed. good with that. I'm, That's fine. I agree. The change, we, I the change is what's a pain it. in the ass. It's I prefer this time to yeah. the other time. It's the change. Should we just should we take a moment, Pops, just to just be happy and and for all the listeners out here, just take a moment to realize LJ's fighting through a lot here. I know everyone's dealing with this time change, but LJ is dealing with lack of sleep. You know, he, he can't tell if he's late or early. He was late to the podcast today to start recording, but he's here. He's he's here and he's and he's battling it through it just for you guys and, and us here, Pop. So yeah, I just want to give LJ a second. You know, thank you, thank you, Kevin. And if if any listeners want to send sympathy yeah. cards to me, just email the podcast. I'll give you an address um, and close money <laughs> thank you Kevin. I, yeah. hey do that now we're talking all right yeah i want to get now on to my worst of the week and it's a it's a big right now so to 
we're recording this as of Monday night, and it's the start of the new league year and free agency is going crazy in NFL. And we're not going to get into too much free agency because there's so much stuff happening. By the time you hear this, there'll probably be more stuff going on. But I wanted to touch oh on the big thing over the weekend, and that was the Antonio Brown being moved from the Steelers to the Raiders. And my worst is kind of – the whole talk has been, did Antonio Brown win or lose this, all this stuff about – what what he did and how is he got his way out of it? Can we just can we just mention for a second that the Steelers somehow lost arguably the best receiver in all of football and the best running back in all of football? And you know what they got back a, a third, third and, and a, a fifth, fifth. Big, big <laughs> third and twenty one million dollars in dead cap that they're paying Antonio Brown to not yeah. be on his team. And I even further on that yep. part, I was reading uh Bill Barn Barnwell for ESPN has this great article out where he talks about just breaks down the whole trade. And he talks about the way the Steelers handled this Antonio Brown thing and trading him when they did. They signed him to this this extra incentive deal at the beginning of the year to try to give him a little bit of money, but they restructured it weird. And if they if they had any thought that he might not come back, they could have not just just not done that, and the dead money would have been ten million. But instead, it's twenty one point two million, which is the most historically anyone has ever paid any anything in dead money. So, I just want my worst is the Steelers just handled this atrociously, and on top of that, their GM doubled down when when Antonio Brown made the comments about big men. Their GM was like. Well, he made the weird comment where he's like, well, we basically have 52 kids and Ben Roethlisberger is like, is like the dad. And, and he basically said Ben Roethlisberger can say <laughs> whatever he that. wants to say. And he, cause he's the leader of this team. It's like, what, what there's a, it's a 53 man roster. Well, it's a good thing. They kept a 37 year old quarterback. That's always yeah. Yeah, so, hurt. So <laughs> now I'm glad that they've got that going. So now the steel, the Steelers have $21 million in dead cap. They don't have the best running back in the NFL. They don't have the best receiver in the NFL, but they do have 37 year old big men who d- depends on who you ask LJ or uncle Tony may or may not be any good, but he's getting paid like $25 million a year because he's a quarterback. And it's well, I was about to say, I think he's the only person on that roster that gets paid more than the dead cap space <laughs> yeah. behind by Antonio Brown. <laughs> I mean, it's just the Steelers just handled this terribly, but I also want to ask you guys a question. Are, are the Raiders a genius? Are they, are they, are they back? Or is John Gruden done? Like a third and a fifth, if you'd have told me a third and a fifth for Antonio Brown kind of sounds decent, yeah. right? Or no, am I crazy? So, so they got Antonio Brown for a third and a fifth and they traded Amari Cooper for two first. Now, I mean, that's what history is to me. Cause so, so Mark Cooper was is 24. Antonio Brown is 30. Right. Amari they're Cooper, paying Antonio Brown the, the big money. They're giving him he got his, the he big got his money. Race. Amari Cooper is 6'1, 211. Antonio Brown is 5'10, 186. But you could probably throw that out because because Antonio Brown is one talent. of the best yeah. receivers special in the talent. NFL. I mean, I think I think it, he's an, a Hall of Famer. I think if, he will if, be in the Hall of Famer. If not the best receiver right now, he is one of the best. He's in the top three category. Uh, yeah, he's on his way to Hall of Famer for sure. The, uh, all of a sudden, that Amari Cooper trade, like you said, Pops, it looks like because they also, for part of that trade, they got the two first, but they gave away like a fifth or a fourth, like a mid-round pick. So they swapped mid-round picks and got two first-round picks and Antonio Brown for Amari Cooper. Seems, seems not bad. It doesn't seem bad. Not bad. They also bad. Uh, dropped uh, the defensive player of the year from a couple of years ago for uh, money reasons, though. So... I mean, it's not just a trade for, if you're thinking about all their trades, it's not quite as clear as Amari Cooper for Antonio Brown. Well, yeah, right. You're just talking about this mm. one trade, but you're right. Khalil Mack is a whole, that's a whole different story. Well, that's what, before this started happening, the Raiders were kind of rumored. It was going to be hilarious that 
if the Raiders would have traded like a first round pick for Antonio Brown to pay him 18 million a year. But just six months ago, they traded away Khalil Mack because they wouldn't, they weren't going to pay him for a first round pick. It, it would have been interesting, but they traded a third and a fifth. Like they didn't give away the first that the, the Steelers were wanting. I thought they kind of fleeced the well, Steelers. And, also, and Antonio Brown played his way out of there. He, he did what he was trying to do. And we can touch on that in a second. But. Everything I've read also implies that they are the target for Le'Veon Bell too. So they, they're one of, there's um, like three teams and they're one of the ones and they have a lot of money. They definitely could. Say what you will they about the Khalil Mack trade, but they did clear up a lot of room with that with that move. So, um, and there's a lot of there's yeah. a lot of talk about. It was interesting. Derek Carr was out on Twitter, like he retweeted something with Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown put out like Raider Nation. He put like Let's get it. But there's also a lot of talks that the Raiders might be <laughs> using all those first round picks to go get Kyler Murray, and that maybe Gruden doesn't like Derek yeah. Carr. I don't know about all that, but. It was kind of kind of like what we talked about with the Antonio or the Amari Cooper trade for the Cowboys. It was kind of the Cowboys' way of seeing is Dak worth the money or not, and they did go whatever they went seven and two with them. So maybe so, but this is almost this is Gruden's way of saying if they do stick with Derek Carr for a year or they go get Kyler Murray, at least they gave him a bona fide number one to play with. So there's not an excuse of no receiver to throw to. So yeah, the Raiders seem like they're winning a little bit, and if nothing else. Their billboard for the billboard for the Raiders right now was John for, Gr- for John Gruden's yeah. face and nobody else. So at least say what you will about Antonio Brown. I bet that jersey, if not the number one selling jersey, an Antonio Brown Raider jersey is going to be a high selling jersey. People are going to love that. You can, he's very Boy, marketable. You, think, you can throw him uh, up on a billboard. It, it, I hope if he gets thrown up on a billboard, he gets rid of that mustache, that blonde mustache he's been doing. That's a <laughs> weird look, but he's marketable. I don't know. I'm a little bit worried about Mr. Big Chest being in Vegas, <laughs> yeah. though. That's that could be with a lot of guaranteed that's a money. Scary. <laughs> if nothing else, it um, was it was a big win. So the other big argument going on is not just the Steelers Raiders who won blah blah blah. It's Antonio Brown and and players empowerment kind of empowerment going on. And yeah, I mean, I was going to say he's a guaranteed Hall of Famer in the NFL Players Association yeah, Hall of Honor. It yeah. is funny because the way you watch. He owns. It's really Twitter is is the players are all like, shout out to Antonio Brown. Shout out to Antonio Brown. And it is interesting to go back and look. So I know it sounds weird to say Antonio Brown was underpaid at Pittsburgh because he did get millions upon millions of dollars. But if you go look at the way his his draft process was handled, and again, this was in Bill Barnwell's article that he put on on, on uh, ESPN.com, but uh, Antonio Brown was drafted in the sixth round. And the way at the time the CBA was done, he has six-round picks get two-year contracts. So after a second year, the Steelers were going to extend him. Normally, if you're on a rookie deal, you get four years. So they extended him, but it was kind of before he became that guy, like the top receiver in all of football. And from after he got extended, 2012, 2016, he was the, I think, number one receiver in catches, touchdowns, targets, everything. And he was, but on that same time period, he was the 11th highest paid receiver. He was behind Pierre Garçon and Dwayne Bowe as far as how much he got paid between 2012 and wow. 2016. And it was because wow. they they locked him up right before he became that guy, like the the stud that he, he was good, but then all of a sudden he was the stud. And he deserved I he signed the contract. I mean, you know, he did but sign the contract. You're so right, Kevin. You're interestingly, right, but- the Patriots had the same situation kind of with Rob Gronkowski earlier. They signed him to his extension early mm-hmm. after his second year, smartly because they were like, oh, this guy's really good. We think he's even better than he's actually showing. He's really important. So they locked him up. But what they did every like multiple years in advance, they would go, 
well, to keep our star tight end happy because he is what makes this offense go other than Tom Brady, of course. But they would give him incentives each year where it wasn't guaranteed money. But if you know, if you stay healthy and get a Pro Bowl or get a thousand yards and 15 touchdowns, they kept upping his incentives. The Steelers don't do that because the Steelers say it's organizational policy. But sometimes when you have a talent like Antonio Brown or Rob Gronkowski, you got to throw out organizational policy and and pay him the money. And I kind of think shout out to Antonio Brown. It seems the more I hear about it, it sounds like Ben Roethlisberger is the only one that gets money and he can say whatever he wants to. And the other guys are like, nope, shut up. You just play football. You're not our quarterback. And it, it worked out. It worked out for him. Well, but that's why. So he got his money. Uh, one of the things I think, though, based on that, is that it, I, I don't think Antonio Brown's move was all about the money either. I mean, um, I like I don't think he's like shirking on his contract in the same sense as like he's got a team that seems to only support one player Agreed. on the team and seems to not really care about the, uh, you know, if. Antonio Brown gets hurt, then they'll say, well, we've got right. Juju, so it's no big deal. And if Le'Veon Bell sits out, they'll say, well, we'll pick up James Conner. It's no big deal. And they don't get the same level of respect as Ben gets. Now, I mean, I think it's worth arguing that maybe Big Ben has earned that respect because they do seem to perform when they lose a star player, um, as much as I don't want to admit it. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I think like Antonio Brown leaving that team, it's uh, like I, I don't feel like he's necessarily just like well, yeah you may i don't know ben you make a good point because his interview that he had with espn like a week or two ago was like he, he basically said it's not as much about the money because if they if they don't want to trade me i'll just i can retire right now i've made so much money more money than i ever thought i would in my life my house is paid for my cars are paid for i'm okay but i think one i'm sure the money's nice the guaranteed money that this that the writers are throwing it's probably great you never have enough but of i think it, that's for sure i think you're you right you want to go money. somewhere where they value him the same they value like he is as talented a player on the Steelers, just like Le'Veon Bell was. And it was very clear. The Steelers made it clear. There's Ben Roethlisberger and everyone else will value at a certain level. But if I'm Antonio Brown, I'm kind of like, you know what? I do want you to value me like I'm as good as I am. I get that. But shoot, if, if he would have gone to the Bills, though, he would have been the number one player on this team. He would have yeah, been, people, you know, compared people to... People forget. <laughs> you know, I'm, yeah. I hate it. All the people forget. Like, if you happen to go to sleep Thursday before 10 p.m. or at 10 p.m., <laughs> you don't even realize Antonio Brown was a Buffalo Bill for two for like two hours because the, Ian Rappaport reported that the deal was done and Antonio Brown was on every social media platform going, no, it ain't. There ain't no deal. There ain't no deal. I ain't no Buffalo Bill. <laughs> Well, I I want to say this because you brought up JJ, right, JJ yeah, Smith-Schuster. I want to see. Let's just see how good he is without Antonio Brown on the we other will, side we of shall. the field. That, yeah, and, that's fair. And, and, Schuster is a great. He's a great receiver. I do think he's got a lot of promise. But I'm telling you, without AB on the other side of the field, I don't think Schuster's going to do what he did that, last year. That actually and is going to be fascinating so because, we, like, if we'll you look see, at yeah. yards per game since he became a starter, a full-time starter. He's like fourth, or I think he's fourth behind Antonio Brown, Hopkins, and Julio Jones. And he's also not getting the targets that those mm-hmm. guys get because they're number ones. But he's also not facing the same coverage that they get. So I think you can argue either way. And that's, right. if nothing else, he's yep. got a, a year full of opportunity because this is his chance now. Like he's got it Him all. Him and James Conner. I mean, so Conner too. So they, I mean, I'm telling you, you say what you want. Le'Veon Brown being able to catch out of that backfield, pass block run the ball between the tackles, run the outside, he's a better back than than Connor. I mean, there's just – Yeah, no doubt. I don't think there's any no doubt, doubt about it. So mm-hmm. let's see how they do with Connor and Schuster. 
And yeah. And yeah. the Steelers have a pedigree of, of drafting good receivers, not as much of late, but I mean, they drafted Antonio Brown in the sixth round. They got Emmanuel Sanders, Mike Wallace. They, they've drafted these guys and they've been yeah. good and yes, signed big have. contracts elsewhere. And they seem to, and then J, uh, Juju Smith Schuster now, and we'll see what, like they got James Washington, at Oklahoma state mm-hmm. uh, two years ago. We'll see. Maybe not. Maybe they're great. And maybe they are just fine. But either way, they're paying a lot of dead money. And if nothing else, they've shown future players that if you're not a quarterback, you're not as important to us. And I don't know how that works from a free agency moving forward because that might affect them a little bit. Could could affect them. And they've also shown other players, if you whine enough, then we'll do whatever you want us to do. Yeah, I mean, Antonio Brown really walked themselves up a tree and don't know how to get out. I think so, too. I think so, too. They screwed themselves and kept thinking, yeah, well, we got him under contract. And Antonio Brown, uh, what, I wonder if what happened was Antonio Brown finally threw Big Big Ben under the bus, like completely under the bus. And that's when Big Ben went mm-hmm. to the ownership was like, nope, we got to trade him now. I don't care what y'all want to do. I don't care what the contract is. And then they got a third and a fifth for arguably the best receiver in football. Has a chance to yeah. put up maybe the best stats anybody's ever done. I don't think he'll reach Jerry Rice, but he's going to be up there as far as Top receivers ever if he keeps going. And he's he's 30, so maybe he falls off that. Hey, Third to fifth doesn't you, seem like near enough for him. Let's see what you got, Big Ben. Bring it. Okay, here's what yeah. you want. Bring yeah. it. Let's see what you got. LJ, yeah. this may be your year to really talk smack. <laughs> so we will see. Uncle Tony is licking his lips right now. He can't wait to draft Big Ben first round of fantasy football. Uh, he'll he'll have until the eighth if he's in the league with me. So there's no rush to pick up. I Big think ben. Big Ben will be there for a while this year. All right, Dad. I, I wanted to uh, switching gears to a different sport here, and uh, we we haven't touched. Um, uh, the media in general has touched plenty on it. If you've watched any, listened to any sports podcasts, radio, TV, you've heard a lot about the Lakers and LeBron James. But I kind of want to touch a little bit on it with you, Pops, because it looks like he's, I guess, technically, as of tonight, Monday night, they have a chance at making the playoffs. But it's, it's pretty slim. much, it's done. Yeah, I mean, they need, like, it's the done. teams ahead of them to lose out, and they need to win out. So, basically, they're done. They've already shut down Lonzo and Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram for a scary injury that is, like, blood clots. I hope he's okay moving forward. But... Uh, either way, they're not going to make the playoffs. And I wanted to bring up to you that I, I don't know for sure, but I feel there's a shift going on in in, in my head right now. And it's the, the LeBron-Michael Jordan sh- debate kind of. And I was always LeBron's definitely a better. He's more complete, better, more complete player, blah, 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 blah. But the first year LeBron is in the Western Conference, he doesn't make the playoffs. I just don't see Jordan not making the playoffs. I mean, I understand not making the finals maybe, but... That's wild to me. But then I did do a little bit of research, and I wanted to ask your opinion, Dad. So LeBron was in the East all these years that he did, what, eight or nine straight finals, which is crazy impressive, and I it's wild. But he wasn't in – the West has clearly been a superior conference throughout this time. Clearly. And then he gets there, and he doesn't make it the first year. I wanted to – I was looking up a little bit of Jordan stats, and when he did – when he started winning all the championships, where was – like the Eastern conference at that time. Cause I feel like when I looked up Larry bird, that was like his last little two years when his back was falling apart. And then the mm-hmm. Pistons were kind of starting to, to dwindle down and maybe Jordan is a reason for that. I don't know. I was going to ask you, is it comparable the Eastern conference he played into the Eastern conference that LeBron had been playing in? That's a good question. Um, that is a broad question. And I think I'm going to answer it the way I want to, which is right. not, not going to be the question you ask. <laughs> what I, I, I'm so I'm going to completely not answer your question. Okay. Kevin, okay. Um, <laughs> I think what LeBron <laughs> did, what what Jordan didn't do, what LeBron did is he tried to be the general manager of a team. 
and he went to LA and he put they they were winning, were they not? Before he went out with the groin injury, before all this, they AD were like stuff fourth or fifth. In, they were fourth or fifth in the West, so they were in the they were in the hunt. But so let me just say, so so El, Kevin, you're the host of the podcast, and if you start talking about, well, I'm going to trade LJ and Lifford for Tony and a, na- a guy to be named later, you know, we're are we going to try? Are we going to give a damn? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, those guys L- don't LJ, give a damn anymore. LJ's going to be editing the podcast and literally just be like, "All right, it's good, it's good." I don't know how it sounds. Yeah, it's, it's good. <laughs> well, that's Send what it out. <laughs> LeBron went in there and and he killed. He literally, not literally, he figuratively killed the team. Well, and that's what I wonder how much I think there's <laughs> not literally. Yeah, thank you for I caught myself. I'm like Charles Barkley. I caught myself. Yeah, I appreciate that. There's some there's some thought to, you know, like the team because I, I, I wonder who to give blame for for LeBron not making the playoffs. Because to me, some even though LeBron's putting up great numbers this year, I think I, I had it pulled up. He's like averaging because he's LeBron, he's averaging 27, 8 and 8 or something. Like an, uh, another great year. But He's LeBron. But the team that they put around LeBron, it, it's like, you know LeBron's great with shooters, and they went and got Lance Stevenson, Rondo, JaVale McGee, Michael Beasley. I mean, it was ridiculous, the team they put around him. And you can't tell me. there's no, I, Anybody who's out there who's like, well, the Lakers screwed up because they didn't put the right team around him. LeBron had some sort of say in the team that got put around. I, there's just no way well, he signed that contract. Can I just he say – yeah. Can I just say, in defense of LeBron James, he's he's had trouble managing his loads lately, and he, I have on good authority, is suffering greatly from the time change himself. So <laughs> he's getting put on. Actually, for the remainder of the season, he's getting put on a minute restriction, and they're not going to play him as many. Probably because this time change is really affecting him, especially being on the West Coast. I'm, I'm sure. saying. <laughs> I just so. Uh, Hey, Bron, I feel your pain. I feel your <laughs> well, pain. Well, and Dad, that's what I wanted to bring up. Another thing I found interesting when I started looking at LeBron and Michael stats, because I started to f- find myself, at least if nothing else, I was starting to say it, maybe it's a toss-up, and maybe Jordan is, I, I should quit saying LeBron is just better than Jordan and, and being so uh, adamant about that. But I was looking, I was Indignant. looking at LeBron's age 34 season compared to Jordan's age 34 season, and LeBron statistically is much better However, Jordan did. That was the Jordan's final championship. That was when he hit the shot over uh, the Jazz or whatever. I think that was that final one. And so, okay. But then after that, going forward, LeBron or Jordan's years past that were did not play, did not play, did not play. Then came back to the Wizards and was a shell of Michael Jordan. He was still decent. I mean, people forget that he averaged. I think he still scored. He averaged twenty. He averaged twenty-three, five, five or something. something. He was still pretty damn good, but. I mean, <laughs> but I want, he didn't make a playoffs again yeah, after his age 34 season. So is it, or is it safe? Is it fair to compare them to, or is it not? Because Jordan did retire as a champion. Like he might've still won another championship or two. If he stays playing, it's hard to compare the end of their career, I think. And I think it's possible LeBron's career. We've seen it the is best. Hard. He might not make another finals ever again. Well, that's what I think. That's what's a shame about this because LeBron cannot afford to, to just, to just cash in a yeah, season I mean, he's, at this age. And and he and this is a lost season. And I mean, he's got two, maybe two left. And he needs to sign. You know, he needs to sign. Here I am yeah. talking about. He's the general manager. It seems of the like team. It, yeah. that's what he's acting like. Um, and 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 I wanted to say this earlier. You look at Golden State when when Draymond and KD kind of got into it. They went on a little bit of a. Uh, they didn't do very well for a while. And and then I think there was something else happened recently, and they haven't done very good. They're the best team in the. In, they're in their prime. They're the best team maybe ever combined talent. 
but it's team chemistry. You still have to have some team chemistry. And LeBron killed it. LeBron and Magic killed it when they tried to get Anthony Davis and didn't get him. That was mishandled. I'm sure I'm telling you that's in hindsight. It obviously, I don't know that I would have done it any better foresight, but they killed that team when they did that. And it, it cost LeBron a season that he doesn't have time. I, I to just want to say as, as I'm, I'm still somewhat of a LeBron stand and I want to throw this out there that LeBron made those straight finals, whatever it was, eight or nine. He's clearly not making that streak's going to end this year because he's not even going to make the playoffs, but the teams that he, the, the teams that he played yeah, he in, finals, in the finals yeah. every year to me. And I, obviously I didn't watch near as much during Jordan's run, but he played superior teams in the finals than Jordan played in the finals. Is that fair to say? It's fair to say, but these now, Warriors team, no doubt. I want to tell you that the thing that Jordan had to overcome was yeah. the Detroit Pistons to get to the early finals. in his career, though. The, the Detroit Pistons. Where said, were they at towards the end? Were they still there? Were they, they still were, the same bad boys Pistons when he was winning those finals? They were, but they. I'm asking. I'm asking. No, I'm telling you, they were getting old, and Jordan was still in his prime. I think that, and Jordan willed them to win. He willed the Bulls to win. You put look at those. Look at those. Detroit Pistons team and those Chicago Bulls teams. The Detroit Pistons had better talent. They had better coaching. Well, except when when, Phil, they, when they were when they were beating them, or once once Jordan st- even even when Jordan them. finally overcame them. I remember seeing Jordan walk out of that stadium two years in a row when when he was the best player on the the court. There was no doubt about well, cause, it. And I did I, like I said, I looked this up and. While it did look like Bill Ambeer was getting old once Jordan started beating him, it, Isaiah Thomas was still at peak Isaiah Thomas. He was mm-hmm. still a beast. It Joe, wasn't like Joe Dubars I don't was wanna, still a beast. Yeah, I don't want to act like the Pistons were completely done and he was playing some like limping Pistons team. There was still a, maybe the best point guard of all time, him and Magic, but Isaiah was still that guy. So I don't want to. So I think the year that he beat Detroit finally, and I say he, the the, the Chicago Bulls beat Detroit. They were still in their prime. They were good. I mean, that was just Jordan and Scottie Pippen. I don't want to sell him short. Horace Grant. UCA. Uh, absolutely. From, uh, gosh, what, he's from Southeast Southeast Arkansas. Dumas? Where's he from? Yeah. Somewhere way down there. Uh, anyway. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, Listeners, are, uh, if you want to know more about Scottie Pippen's lineage, just catch a podcast with Dad and I. We'll, we'll <laughs> talk about Arkansas. But, but, <laughs> but school player. I just want to <laughs> say that when Jordan and the Bulls beat Detroit, they were still good. They were still super solid. And and then once they got it, it's, it's kind of like I could never bench press 300 pounds. I did it once, and then I could do it really? every time. Yeah, I could do it. Then, then I could do it every – I couldn't do it today, but – <laughs> Once I did it one time, it, there, it's a psychological thing. And when Jordan got over that psychological hump of beating the Pistons, then they beat him the next year. And then I don't even know if they made the finals the next year. But Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, it's part of to your point, like LeBron had that same issue with the Celtics earlier in his career when he couldn't beat the Celtics big three when they had Pierce, KG, and Ray Allen. Right. And then once he did, once he did the Celtics – he didn't have that. It was just like, oh, that's just another team. They're old. Before it was like they're real. They're good, wily vets. And then once he beat them, it was like, oh, they're old. It's like Mike Tyson when Mike Tyson got beat by Buster Douglas. Then, a, then everybody knew he was he was vincible. He was not invincible, so he could be beat. Vincible. Yeah, he was vincible. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> so I, I I am getting a little. The argument is a little. I I, I will entertain that argument with people. 
Because before it was like, oh, you're crazy. LeBron's better. You're just living in the past. I, there's something about, and I was watching some old MJ videos, and actually I was reading, uh, shout out to my, my, my main man, Shay Serrano, was chronic, uh, chronicling the, in his book, the, the book about basketball and other things. He was chronicling the, the five best Jordans of all time. And when he was rattling off some of the playoff runs that Jordan went on, oh my God, that dude was insane. Like we talk about willing to victory. He was doing some stuff that was insane. Insane. But that, that argument's interesting and I, it'll always be interesting. And I just hope, like you said, dad, I hope LeBron now wasted a year of his career and he's going to be 35 coming up. And it will be interesting to see what happens in the offseason. I know LJ hates this. He's rolling his eyes now, but <laughs> I don't know if you're, if you're a, a free agent, do you really want to go play with LeBron? Cause how, how many more, it's got to happen eventually. He's played 16 years. He's right. been in the playoffs and the finals every single year, and he also played USA mm-hmm. basketball. He, There's just a lot of miles on those knees. A lot of miles on those knees. And so, Anthony Davis, if is I'm, he going to go you know, for two years? And then what do they got? You yeah, know, well, yeah what the, happens if all of a sudden two years it's Anthony Davis and aging LeBron and you traded all the assets to go get Anthony Davis? There's nothing else around him. Exactly. And clearly this front office has shown they don't know. Like, If you go look back at what this front office has done for the Lakers – Every guy they've traded away seems like they're really, really good. Like D'Angelo Russell is balling over at Brooklyn. Julius Randle, they didn't sign him back. He's balling in New Orleans. And instead, they have Michael Beasley, who's now playing overseas, and Lance Stevenson and Rondo. It doesn't look like that front office is near as good as people give him credit for. Well, it's L.A. And Kevin, real quick, something you kind of said quickly. This Brandon Ingram thing, whatever he's got, that was the it's biggest. It's the same tra- thing that Chris Bosh had. Yes, and this could be detrimental to his career. I mean, it was detrimental to yeah. Bosh, and that was so, their biggest. That was he was in every trade that was talking about for Anthony yeah. Davis. He was every every trade they talked about, and now he may not. He's just he. Yeah, he that's, has that's something. Serious. It's like it's a blood. It's a small blood clot in his arm, and they don't know. It could end up being hopefully for his sake, because I mean he's he's like twenty two and super talented, and he could end up being healthy and coming back, but. It is scary. This it's is the same scary. thing that happened to Chris Bosh, and all of a sudden they realized it was recurring, and you have to put these guys on blood thinners, and to put someone with these blood thinners on the basketball court, it's I mean, dangerous. they're risking their life every time they go on the court, and if you're a team, you're not willing, like, rightly so, you're not willing to throw a guy out there who's risking his life for a, a, a W one night. I, get, I hope he comes back just for his sake, because he, there's a lot of young, there's a lot of promise and potential in him, but it, like you said, Dad, it's scary. He's like the prime target in any trade that they do, and we don't know where his career is headed. So it's so now he's not that pr- nobody. He's not as uh, enviable a person to have now with that issue. So that, it's going to hurt the Lakers. Real quick, guys, before we 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 sign off and do our what we're listening to, I got to acknowledge the. Maybe it's one of the best comments I've seen in a while over on our website for <laughs> for our Wiggle Juice pod, which was, I think, two two pods ago, LJ. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. There was Bubba McNasty. I'm not quite sure who you are yet, Bubba McNasty, but your comment was <laughs> I, I'm it, it, very impressed with your comment. It, I'll just read it off to anybody who hadn't seen it. So it's great segment on the legalized gambling with the pitfalls and corruption. In particular, I like the comment to not trust a man with three nicknames that K Dot, Conspiracy Kevin, Speedy, Speed Bump, Fat Rat, the Pod God brought up. The fact he knows some nicknames that you got to know me for a while to know some of these nicknames. Can I can I interrupt? Uh, how many people call you the Pod God? I just want to know. First, I don't first know. Time, I don't know. I don't know. It's the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba 
Bubba McNasty does, and shout out to Bubba. Because <laughs> I like that nickname. He, he, add, he added, stay tuned and listen for the promo code for mybookie.ag. Shout out to the people, to the friends of the pod. Maybe we could set a pop bet on the amount of wiggle juice it takes to see LJ Groove and un- over under, perhaps. <laughs> Well, oh, Bubba, oh, good, good comment, Bubba. And Bubba. to answer on the over-under amount of wiggle juice, we've seen it happen. We've seen the wiggle juice convince him to dance. I don't know what the exact number was. But... Bubba, I'm going to tell you, LJ's not a lightweight, though. <laughs> it take, take a little bit. it take a little bit. It, it, well, it depends who's making the drinks. If, 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 my girl, yeah. if my girl Hannah's making the drinks, then the over-under slips down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! So I just I, I wanted to make sure we we recognize this amazing comment from old Bubba because I just I couldn't stop laughing at it. <laughs> to to wrap things up, pops, we'll go into what we're listening to, and I think you actually you you prefaced us earlier that you had an interesting one. So I just want to start off with you. What what do you got for what we're listening to? Well, I might have a picture to send y'all, but I did audio off is what I did. I wrote home from the river with audio okay. off. And I, oh, okay, okay. I listened to the wheels on the road. I listened to the the breeze blowing against the truck. I listened to the to the eyeglasses bobbing on the dash in that little compartment where it catches all kind of shit. I mean, someone, I just, someone, someone. I hope someone's like writing this stuff down. This is a poem. This man is spitting off the oh, top. I may, of his I may write this out. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I'm just. I think every now and then I would recommend to everyone listening go audio off every now and then and just. Just let your mind go. Just listen to the universe, dude. <laughs> just listen to the universe. So it was so I, wonderful. Just to uh, bounce back from a conversation we had a while ago, but was this audio off? Uh, you chose to do this, or was it like you couldn't figure out how to work your Bluetooth? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <That's Bluetooth. laughs> hey, very, very fair question. Fair question. <laughs> I chose to do this. I absolutely. Okay, okay. I chose to do this, and I think probably the precipice of it was that I got on the river. I rode in the there boat. Is, there's a, there's a lift word for you. And and you yeah. could you could hear I mean you could just think of the different things you hear. You know, I could hear the the wind blowing, I could hear the 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 water bouncing, you know, off the boat. I could hear something rattling back there that was not bugging the hell out of me. I could hear, <laughs> you know, the the ever uh, ever present bird tweeting every now and then. You know, I'm just saying every now and then turn audio off and just listen to the world. And that's what I did. And it, and it was wonderful. It was great. I think like 80% of millennials listening right now are thinking that's a man that's secure in his own thoughts because man, I don't know if I can handle thinking for the next hour and a half without some music <laughs> to distract that's me. That's the point LJ is we never get time oh, to think. Yeah. That's because, the meditation. Yeah. And, and actually I've learned, and we've talked about this before. It's almost better to listen to music than a podcast. I, and I love listening to podcasts and, and learning things. But then I'm so intrigued in what I'm listening to. I'm sometimes I don't remember how I got to where I'm going because I'm so into that. Yeah, I'd rather listen right. to some music or audio off and let my thoughts go wherever they want to go. And yeah. based on what I'm yeah. telling you now, you might think, God, listen to music or podcast more often. But <laughs> but that's what I listened to this week is audio off. That's what I did. All right, El. I like it. Anything? I like it a lot. You got anything for your what we're listening to? Uh, yeah, I've been listening to this band. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. They're called Mildly Tuesday. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I've been listening to uh, Stevie Wonder. <laughs> uh, just Inside been listening joke, to Stevie I don't Wonder, know if everyone will the get classic it, but... jams. Uh, no, no, no one I'm sorry. That was that was a three person text. <laughs> yeah. I, who who'd you say though? I didn't hear who you said. Did you say Stevie Wonder? Like Stevie for real? Wonder. Oh my god! Yeah. Yes. 
are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, oh, well, I guess there's a little bit of story that goes with it too. Uh, um, Haley and Benji Yeager went on the, the songs in the Kia love tour a little while back and they got to come home with the chairs that they set in. And, uh, since they were moving around their stuff, we got to come home. We brought those chairs home. So Hannah and I were sitting there playing games on them, playing board games. And we were thinking like, well, we want to listen to it. It's like, well, we got to honor the chair. You know, Stevie wonders here with us right now. We're going, we're going to listen to some Stevie wonder. So we definitely did that. Is that got, is that got ribbon in the sky on it? Isn't that in songs in the Kia live? Uh, I think so. I mean, I just listened to like the Stevie Wonder Essential, so I wasn't really paying attention oh to which God. albums. But Sir man, Ribbon in the Sky is one of the best oh, songs Ribbon's, ever. Ribbon in the Sky is all time favorite. It's how my list, yeah. which we're going to still get into at yeah. some point. But Ribbon in the yeah. Sky is beautiful. Uh, yeah, Stevie Wonder, yeah. good one. All right. Well, from my what we're listening to, I actually uh, threw back a little bit this past week because I was I was just just needed to, to to make sure my cue was good, and I, I went back and listened to some Illmatic by Nas. Okay. Some old school, right. some right. some nineties rap. I kind of yeah. wanted to get into a little bit, and I was I actually I late like a couple of weeks ago. I saw like a debate going on of best Nas albums, and I didn't have any input because I listened to some Nas, but I didn't really like. I was like, I don't know which one I think's better because I really don't just like deep dive into him as much. It's not like I would like with Kanye West debate. I've listened to him enough. Like I feel like I can hold my own. But yeah. the Nas, you have I, an answer. Yeah, I didn't really have a, a a very strong educated answer, so I went and I just listened to Illmatic uh, a couple times through this past week. Which really is really solid one. album. Solid album mm-hmm. by Nas. So I, some nineties rap. Yeah. I know Dad Dad Dad's a big fan of the nineties rap over today's rap. I don't know if you're a big <laughs> Nas guy, but you've made it very clear that you're a nineties rap guy. So. I'm more of a 90s rap guy, no doubt. Yeah, I want to say real quick on music, uh, I did finish that T-Pain album, and uh, he did not grab the throne. So nope, nope. That I, out there. I, I too listened to that. I, I guess I could have thrown that in there for what we're listening to. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I yeah, finished it. Me too. It, it was okay. It was good. Not great. but it, Yeah, I liked it a lot, but... He never, he never threw that R&B out there that I was really hoping he did. Someone, whoever's listening out there, the yeah. throne is up for the taking. We know LJ's made it clear the universe is all listening to our podcast. I don't know if the R&B world is as well, yeah. but the throne is for the taking. Yeah. So go out there and go out there and get yep. it, somebody. Yep, yep. All right, well, that'll do it for another week of the JPP pod. Remember, next time, you li- next time you're hearing us, the Selection Sunday will have been done. You'll know who's made the tournament from March Madness. And you'll be ready to, to submit your tournament. You can do it with us. Come chat. Come. You're not coming to beat us because you probably will. You're coming to beat our best listeners. Uh, just do that. We'll post a link wherever you wherever you uh, follow us at. It'll be on Twitter, Facebook, or our website at jpppod.com. So come play with us. And uh, if you win, you get to come on here and just talk about how much smarter you are than we are. So love to have you on. Mm-hmm. All right. That'll yep. do it for another week, Dad. Let's get ready for Vegas. Maybe we might record something while we're in Vegas. Who knows? I don't, I don't know. Sounds cool. That's, Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah. That's a half-baked idea, but who knows? We might try to do something while we're up here. <laughs> we do a lot of half-baked ideas. We couldn't ideas. handle a full-baked idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Appreciate you listening. That's another week. Go go, go join my bookie and use Tick Blicks. Peace out. Peace. Peace. So uh, I was looking at uh, the Pit Snuggle Planner of the Year from last year, and uh, looking at some of the superlatives we gave him and it just made me giggle all over again because he has been wrote about old Cameron Crutwig. Yeah, he works his arse off. It's a sizable arse at that. Um, he's the king of the pivot foot. He's got a big old butt. He runs on his tippy toes and he holds a left tackle. Now that's a dream player right there. <laughs> oh man, you know, John Calipari right now is just salivating at that. That's just, that, is, that is your ideal prospect. <laughs> Was he on that uh, Loyola Chicago team? Yeah, he was on the Loyola team.
Are they going to make the turn? Yep. No, they didn't, oh, they didn't win their college tournament, and they don't have a chance. Yeah, Loyola's not going to make it. Damn. So no, we'll, okay, we'll, have, we'll, have a new, we'll have a new pit snuggle award. Will be, yeah, maybe a new I, pit snuggle I, I may try to, I, I don't know why he would, but I'm gonna, I may try to see if there's any way we can reach out to old Cameron Crutwig to, to come talk oh, with us for a second. That would be fat. Or Kevin Pitsnoggle. Find Kevin Pitsnoggle. That would be the best. <laughs> 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 if we could, if we could have he might be can we, okay, so one thing, when this podcast is like uh, 10 years old, can we see how an all Pit Snoggle Award winner team would have been? Like, I really, like, I think this is, the problem is, we've got a future right We're here. not going to have a backcourt. We're going to have a backcourt. It's going to be. There's no backcourt. It's all forwards. It's all forwards and centers. Did you not, LJ, did you, did you listen to yourself when you, when you described what a, a Pit Snoggle Award player looks like? He got a big old Describe most point guards. I'll just, I'll just say that. <laughs> oh boy, I might have to look and see what would the all pit snuggle team look like now. Yeah. It would be all fours and fives. That's what it'll be. <laughs> we'd be, we'd be tough on the ball. We need to play half court. So we need to play with half court. Yeah. We don't right. clear the ball. You don't have to clear it. So we would die on three. On three, half court. <laughs> Going to a court and like we have a pickup game, you can pick anybody you want. The first guy they pick like you know Jordan or some crazy like Zion Williamson, and we're like, we will take Pit Snoggle or Crutley. We, we have back to back picks. We'll take Crutley, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to you, Cameron. Shout out to Mr. Crutley. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh man. All right, boys. I got.